0: a former KCSB DJ, has a film in this year's Santa Barbara International Film Festival. Who Are the Marcuses made its international debut this morning and will be showing again on Wednesday. KCSB's Lisa Osborne spoke with the film director, Matthew Mishori, who explains what his movie is all about. The primary message is, uh, is that um, Israel, which was a tiny country with a huge water problem, you know, managed through a combination of outside the box thinking and technology to solve its water crisis in relatively short order uh, and uh, that California and the United States and much of the world which now faces a similar water crisis can, can do likewise. And so I think that's, uh, that's kind of a takeaway from the film, you know, which starts as the story of one couple and really becomes, I think, a, a story of global import.
1: How did you find the Marcuses? I love hearing their story about how they came to America and they amassed great wealth just by. Well, you t- you tell the story.
0: Yeah. So uh, as you'll see in the film, they would say, I, I suppose that they amassed great wealth almost by accident. Although of course they invested very wisely um, with Warren Buffett, which you know paid off uh, over over many decades. Um, but they uh, they were uh, you know if 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 that was an accident of history. What they did with the money was not, and, and so their approach to philanthropy was, was, was very well considered, and they did what I think everybody hopes to do, which is they made an impact that extends well beyond uh, the scope of their, their own lives.
1: And their funds were invested with Warren Buffett early, even, I think, maybe pre-Berkshire Hathaway. And you have Warren Buffett in this film. How hard was that to get him, and what was that like uh, filming with him?
0: I think Brad can tell the the story of getting Buffett. Hello, this is Brad for I'm uh, the producer of the film. We had, uh, when we discovered that the Marcuses had amassed their wealth by investing in... uh, uh, one of the Buffett partnerships, I think, in the late 50s, we had called the Berkshire Hathaway offices to ask whether they might have some paperwork or something that we could show, some, some analog that we could we could uh, uh, use uh, as a visual reference, and in the background you could hear Warren Buffett speaking, saying, hey, uh, uh, I want to talk about the Marcuses. Uh, can they be here in two days for an interview? And well, we were shocked and amazed, and, of course, we got on a plane right away. <laughs>
1: That's an amazing story. And so never say never, right? Never um, think that anyone is too big of a fish to get, right?
0: You know, in the case of, of, of Mr. Buffett, um, he is exactly as he seems. He is indeed as uh, charming and modest uh Uh, A fellow as he as he presents. Um, And uh, initially, I believe we were slotted for a 30 minute conversation and we uh, ended up uh, filming with him for a few hours. And it becomes, I think, one of the more uh, moving and impactful and kind of fascinating uh, strands in the film.
1: Mm-hmm. So what interested you in telling this story, and how was it funded
0: so the the project was already put together and funded before uh, we were even involved, so there was interest in 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 somehow paying tribute to this uh, incredible legacy that uh, Ellen and her parents had 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 left and the project was was brought to me initially uh, by Mark Bennett, who was the executive producer who put the movie together and I would say there were really two entry points for me you know one was um, sort of personal. So my grandparents had had really lived through the early water-starved years of, of, of Israel's existence, um, and uh, had seen firsthand the country's growth from a you know a tiny, struggling place to uh, to what it is today. And, and really, the solving of the water crisis enabled that. So I had an interesting kind of personal um, entry point to the story. But I would say, aesthetically, um, I was very interested in the idea of a film about water, because um, I think water is an interesting thing to film. And yet, though it seems so obvious, there are very, there are very few films, I think, in which uh, water is sort of the, uh, uh, you know, the lead character, um, the way it is in ours. And, and I was very interested in doing a movie in the Negev Desert, which is just one of the most harsh and, and, and sort of water-scarce places in the world and from a very sort of primal uh, level if we can if we can survive there, we can survive anywhere.
1: you're right. It is so many relevant things that kind of tie in with here in California, the water shortage and but also the philanthropy aspect like, uh, that a, the average person can make a big difference right in in what you intend to do. How long did it take you to make the film? what was the whole timeline because you interviewed a lot of people?
0: It came together quite quickly, and that's that's often the you know, there are pluses and minuses with commissions, and you know, the, the plus side is the movie's set up and, and, and you just have to make it, although, you know, therein lies often the challenge. Um, but the, uh, the downside is often you have to deliver these things pretty quickly, and so we shot and cut the movie in about a year, which is fast for a film with so many, uh, so many strands and so many interviews and so much footage shot in so many remote places around the world. And you know, having a, a relatively uh, limited documentary budget, I think our our approach was quite ambitious and and therefore challenging, um, especially. Uh, against the backdrop of a of a global pandemic and closed borders and that kind of thing, but somehow it all it all worked out in the end.
1: Matthew Mishor, you are not only a UCSB alum, but you are a former KCSB DJ, which we think is so cool, right? Like here you are coming back to Santa Barbara from student, and now you're a filmmaker in the Santa Barbara International Film Festival. How exciting is that? And do you have any um, tips or advice for up and coming filmmakers?
0: I have to say it's very exciting for me because, you know, Santa Barbara's one of my favorite places in the world and probably one of my favorite places in Santa Barbara was the, uh, you know, what we used to call the basement under Stork, Stork Tower where I spent a long time, uh, uh, you know, spinning tunes in my um, younger and more exciting years. Um, and what was the second half of the question? <laughs>
1: Uh, well, advice for other filmmakers, but you are also our production coordinator, yeah. right, at KCSB. Right. So, what was that like? You made a lot of spots. Maybe you got your editing chops up that way.
0: Uh, that's right. I think actually, my uh, my, my my most uh, uh, sort of um, uh, treasured memories are uh, taking my press pass and going to various, um, you know, various like punk rock reunion tours that came through the majestic Ventura Theater and. Um, uh, you know, like cornering David Vanyan from the Damned back backstage to get his I'm David Vanyan and this is 91.9 KCSB. Um, I did a lot of that for a couple of years. I think and we're
1: probably still running some of those IDs, by the way.
0: I, I hope so. Uh, they, you know, that's uh, some of my, uh, it's like some of my favorite, favorite work over the years.
1: And then the up and advice for up-and-coming filmmakers.
0: I think that, uh, you know, what 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 I tell when I give workshops or, or teach, um, teach students uh, occasionally is uh, you know the one thing that you have uh, as a filmmaker um, more than anything is is your particular point of view and and for me like that that really sort of manifests itself in like a visual style but I think uh, that that's really all you have at the end of the day to hang your hat on Um, I'm wearing a hat by the way so I I say that with with literal meaning you look very nice uh, thank you. Um, keep saying that. Um, well, you're very dressed up. So
1: we should say you have the kerchief in your black coat pocket, red and black, and very bright, and your gold jewelry with the beautiful stone in it. So you're very looking. You're looking very filmmaker, Matthew.
0: I think Santa Barbara uh, is you know the kind of place where you dress up. Um, but I would say you know your your particular point of view is really the only thing at the end of the day um, that uh, will lead people to hire or not hire you. And sometimes they won't want your, what what you particularly offer, but when they do want it, they'll want it. And so, I think that's far more important than you know concerning yourself with uh, trends or uh, you know what seems to be selling at the moment. Uh, you know, at 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 the end of the day, if somebody wants to hire you, they will hire you for your very specific uh, vision. There's a lot
1: of films to see at the Santa Barbara International Film Festival, and your next screening is coming up on uh Wednesday at 3 in the afternoon there will be a Q&A with you and Brad after the film. So why should um, film festival go or see this film?
0: Okay, so I, I what I would say is this. Um and and I think the same thing uh, applies to applies to to Brad and his filmography. Uh, until a few months ago I've never been accused of having ever made a film that is uh, in any way uplifting and yet now find myself in in that in that situation but Uh, What I want to say about this film is that I I think it's inspiring in the very best sense of the word, Um, and I don't think there's going to be another film uh, at this festival that takes on a global problem as important, as as frankly terrifying, um, and universal uh, as water scarcity, which is something that is going to imperil a huge percentage of the world's population in the coming decades, and yet takes on that issue with, I would say, a light touch and also. Um, a sense of, uh, a sense of opportunity because solutions exist, uh, technological and educational solutions exist for this problem now that could be applied in, I don't know, California, for instance. So there are ways that we can, you know chip away at what seems like an impending crisis of, of sort of unfathomable uh, scope. Um, and this film offers some of those, some of those solutions. So I think you'll walk out of the movie, having learned something, and maybe also, you know, feeling ever so slightly better about our perilous situation.
1: And again, you can see it on Wednesday at the Metro 4, 3 p.m. Auditorium number four, and you can meet Matthew then as well. Matthew Mishori, thank you so much for talking with us.
0: Yeah, thanks for having us. The film is Who Are the Marcuses? And that was the film's director, Matthew Mishori, who is a former
1: KCSB programmer.